When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilali. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson. 1-1. Hello and you're very welcome along to episode 59 of the Bitter Red Supporters Trust podcast, podcast even brought to you by the White High Brewing Company. Uh, slightly reduced uh, crew again this evening. We're recording late on uh, Thursday, the 21st of April, um, ahead of our game against Drogheda on Saturday. We've got Sean Dunn. Sean, how are things? Not too bad, Connor. Uh, we have Jerry O'Connor. Jerry, how are you? Yeah, good, Connor. Cheers. And uh, so we're off the back of one away victory against Finn Harps. Um, we're going to discuss that. We've got your shouts in the shed end. Uh, you can get them in after the draw the game on 0858159767. Just leave a short uh, WhatsApp voice note uh, to that number with your thoughts on the game. And uh, we'll play them out in next week's podcast. And um, before we finish up, we'll have a look ahead to uh, the draw the game as well. So uh, we have turned the corner slightly. Uh, we've got, it was a, fair to say, a hard fought win, Jerry, would you say, in Finn Park? Yeah, it was. Um, look, I suppose that's a given. Every time you go up there, it's always going to be a hard-fought win. Um, I know Harps were a little bit under. Uh, we're missing a heap of players. We're, miss, we're missing a few players, yeah, uh, on the back of the, the couple of sentences off against Bowes, so that works in our favour. But I haven't said that, we had five changes too, which was, yeah. um, I think it was needed after um, after the game of the dogs. So, yeah, hard-fought win. Delighted to get it. Uh, on the changes, uh, Keane, Fitzgerald, Bulger, Buckley, Banks, all out. Uh, in came Mark Byrne, David Cawley and Moran into the midfield. Uh, Blaney, oh, did Blaney play the previous game? No, uh, Blaney and uh, Horgan came in. So they're the five changes. Um, so we, we, had, we had said we wanted to see Mark Byrne start anyway, um, off the back of um, his substitute performance before the... Finn Harps game, and um, we got to see him. He was kind of quiet, though, Sean, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, not an awful lot happening for him on the left side. I thought he'd done okay. Uh, linked up a couple of times, especially with Cawley. Cawley played in a lovely ball in behind for him at one stage, but the length of the grass held the ball off completely. Yeah. He couldn't yeah, and get that's, it. The grass is not going to do any winger any favour, I suppose. No, not at all. I think there was another time as well where he was dri- trying to dribble inside the box, and it was the grass that tackled him in the end. Yeah. So the length, the, the, the length of the grass, whatever about the showground, at least we cut the bloody grass. Um, yeah. the, the length of the grass in Finn Park is shocking, really. It was like, well, that was by design, lads. Um, I couldn't believe like the grass was cut, but they just cut the tips of the grass. Yeah. <laughs> the, the grass was literally maybe six to seven, six inches long. And yeah. there's boats were getting lost in the jury. Yeah, you could you, even when they were running out, and I was saying to you, Sean. Like you straight away when the, pit, the players ran out into the pitch, you couldn't see their boots. Um, yeah. But like, look, our pitch is, is isn't what we want it to be. But look, we're trying to improve it. Where they actually are trying to disimprove the pitch. Yeah. 
Um, it's a reducer. Yeah. And like, I know you have to play to, uh, you know, you have to work things in your favour, but like when you, you know, the pitch is probably the best they've seen it up there for a long time. And then they let the, the grass grow to six inches. Like underneath the grass, it was soft. Then the grass was six inches long and it was dry. So like what you're saying there as well, an absolute nightmare for a winger or trying to pass it. You might forget it. Um, so that was, it's, look, it's, it's, you don't see many clubs doing that, these, those kind of things these days, do you? Yeah. No, and it shouldn't be the case either, though. Like those days should be gone. Like even listening to Alan Cawley's podcast today with, uh, and Stewie Byrne was commenting on it. Like yeah. it, it is, a, it's a disgrace that clubs are still doing that. Like pitches are bad enough in this league as it is without intentionally going out and making them bad. Yeah. Like we're trying to produce a product here, you know, to entice sponsors and TV companies and everything in to show these games. Like, why would you want to put a, a game from Finn Park live on RTE? Yeah. And I heard Stewie Burns say a couple of weeks ago, and I thought it was kind of an interesting point. Like, you know, when you a club is trying to fulfill their license for the forthcoming season, uh, you know, there's no there's there, there's no stipulation around the quality of the pitch. Now, I don't know if there's stipulations in other leagues about quality quality of pitches, but like there could be, like maybe there, maybe it doesn't need to be in the the licensing process, but as a league. You know, if there was some sort of, uh, I don't know, like if there was some sort of knowledge base that you could tap into, or if there was some sort of a consultancy, mm. I don't know, group or some way of trying to just, just raise the level of of pitches yeah, across but the, the country. Point, but the point being, uh, Connor is obviously that Finn Harps don't want to use that consultancy or yeah, 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 advice because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they're doing the opposite. Like, yeah, but 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 Jerry, I suppose what I what, what I'm suggesting then is that if no, if, I all, if all the pitches are reasonably good, then uh, Finn Park stands out even more if they're leaving the grass six inches long, like you know. But I don't think they care. Like yeah, in fairness, yeah. in fairness, every other team within the league are do make an effort to try and have their pitch as good as they can. Now I know we dropped the ball and we messed up and all that, right? But we're trying to rectify it. But there, were, and and the other eight clubs in the league, in fairness, you know, would you'd imagine try and do the best with what the pitch what what they have, but they're actually going the opposite. And in this day and age, uh, when you're trying to promote, look, I don't think there's any stipulations in any league where you have to have, you know, no, it's a bit, the, standard. But every club around the world, yeah, it's natural to try and get the best pitch possible. Yeah, it's, it's a given. Yeah, and it goes back to what you were saying, Sean. It's about creating a product that's entertaining that's going to get people on board. Yeah, like, and, visually, uh, like it, there was nothing aesthetically pleasing about that game the other night to watch. Even even the ground, Finn, like. I do feel sorry for them where they are trying to get a new stadium up and running. No more than we're trying to get a own, we think. But like to look at the place, it's a kip. And that's, I'm sorry. That's, it it, it is. The, that's the start, middle and end of it. Yeah, it is. It's a kip. And it's, it's like, uh, Jerry, you were up there again. Like even to go up there and view a game live, like it's terrible. There's no viewing point. Stand yeah. at the side and you're nearly level with the pitch. It's horrible. Yeah. But it was still dry. The one thing I'd say, look, you know, is that Dundalk uh, as well? And where we were moving on to ter- in terms, of, I suppose, moving on to facilities, like obviously everybody knows the way section in uh, in um, Dundalk. Dundalk is infamous. Yeah. So like the three goals were scored down the far end from where we were. It was very, very difficult to, to know what was going on because the view is just so, so bad. Like I didn't realize that our goal came from, uh, I think it was Paddy Kirk threw the ball into the box. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah, you'd never sure. see it. I wasn't sure if he'd thrown it or if it was a corner. Obviously, it kind of decked because 
it happened quicker in the corner, but I didn't see him throwing the ball, put it that way. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's another kip as well. Yeah, there uh, you go. So, um, yeah. But the one thing, one thing, one other thing I'd say about Finn Harps lads, look, I know they were under strength and it wasn't, and it won't be one of our best performances this season due to the pitch and all that. But I guarantee you, what, they'll play 18 home games in the league this season. Uh, and I'm not sure of the results to date, but I guarantee you that nobody will beat them by more than two goals if they're beaten. Nobody, like, majority of the games that they will lose will be by one goal. They won't be yeah. beaten by any more than that. And again, that comes back to the pitch and narrowing the pitch and letting the grass grow. So, you know, it wasn't obviously a vintage performance by Rovers or anything like that, but any day you get out of there when a one nil win is a good win. Yeah. Oh, no, they're the, they're the master of the dark arts in the league, to be fair yeah. to them. But, you know, they'll play every trick in the book. Horgan's no joke with that. But, and I'd agree with you, the play, teams won't come away. But we do have to look at that result and performance and be realistic about the whole thing as well. Oh, it, yeah. was, it wasn't great. No, you know, it really wasn't the first, I'd say first 30 minutes, we were, we were okay. You know, we played some good stuff at times as much as we could. We set a tempo, uh, everyone rose to that tempo, which I was delighted to see. Well, you, you like the three in the middle, Sean? Yeah, yeah, I did. I thought they offered an awful lot of energy. I thought Morhen and McDonald complimented Cauley really well and they allowed him to push on as well, which I was impressed by. I thought David was really good in the, t- in the 10. You know, where he was dropping into that and he was he was linking up play really well. And I just I was actually terrified for him after the first three minutes after he put in that tackle. I thought he's out of the game. Yeah. He's gone because this, you know, because you're up in harps, you know it's a battle. It's gonna be tackles, it's gonna be pulling and dragging out of each other. And I thought he's gonna get involved in something, so this is gonna kill his game altogether. I won't complain <laughs> with the yellow card for calling. I have no complaints whatsoever about that. I could even see what David was trying to do. It's you know, it's a derby game. We've been on a lull, you know, he's trying to get in, set yeah. a high tempo, get everyone up, you know, a good tackle. He doesn't need to make that tackle there in the centre of the pitch. And it, it goes against us, fair enough. Oh, was it a couple of minutes into the game? Was it? He's trying to say, yeah. but it's like, like you said at the start, it's about the tempo. He was trying to set that's, Oh, that's what you could tell what he was trying to do. Yeah. He's, tr- he's just trying to yeah. set that tempo and he probably didn't need to do it there. It, it's grand. It's a mistake, whatever. But he books Cauley. And I think after that, he just thinks, right, I have to book everyone after their first foul. So we, only, then he, we, only, then, we only picked up four. And they picked up four. They picked up three, I think. Or was it three only? Yeah. But they were all in the first half. Not many teams that will beat um, Finn Harps in the, the card count at uh, Finn Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the, the card count in the showgrounds last time around was the highlight of the game for me, apart from the win. And Ali losing the plot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, well, you know, but no, but going back to the midfield then again, but uh, no, I thought genuinely thought Morhan was really good, and even his passing was excellent. And McDonald's energy on the in and around the pitch was brilliant. You know, they were popping up in the right areas, yeah, I thought they were really good. And then I suppose to compliment all the introductions, really, Buckley got it spot on. Uh, Horgan was a great introduction, really, really good on the right, both defensively and offensively. I thought he was he added an awful lot to the team. And uh, Farrell, Shane Blaney, yeah, look, Blaney was very good in the second half, putting his body on the line and everything. I mm-hmm. thought he, you know, I thought he was very good defensively. Andre, I, I would have put Blaney my man of the match. To be to be honest with you, right? And um, we thought the back five were brilliant, absolutely brilliant. They gave up very little chances to Harps. Um, thought they were really really solid, and I think that you couldn't. You couldn't not you couldn't not start the uh, back five against Strahda. 
Yeah, well, look, you were in uh, Finn Park. We weren't there. Uh, but I would say when I've seen the few times, because it's only a handful of times that we've that any of us have seen uh, Blaney start, yeah. uh, he what stood out to me about his game, I probably said this before, is his communication and mm. his leadership qualities. He's constantly talking. Yeah. And uh, I didn't kind of expect that from my kind of... I, I thought that he was... Um, I had this perception that he was slightly kind of inexperienced because of um, where he came from and he, he didn't play as fo- much football in the UK as he probably wanted to. But I was really surprised with yeah, his communication, constantly talking uh, and offering kind of good, sh- not shouting for the sake of shouting, uh, but, you know, being um, efficient and concise with what he was asking the fullbacks to do and just kind of, I suppose it's kind of comfort in a way for, um, for the players around him. Yeah. Just that that's, kind of... That's, had... that's probably one criticism that, that I would have of the overall team. Um, and in grounds like... I don't know, for whatever reason, there was a decent crowd in Fern Park the last night, but um, I think the Rovers fans were pretty quiet because we were unsure as to what was going to happen and what was going to unfold. And there was a lot of tension uh, amongst the home fans. Um, or Sorry, the away fans. Um there was a decent crowd from from Finn Harris themselves, probably about 1,500, uh, probably 300 from Sligo. Um, but the home fans were very, very quiet as well. And it's that type of ground where you can, you're can you so close to the pitch that you can hear the players talking. And I was kind of... I always knew we were kind of quiet, but it really struck me the last year at, as to how quiet the rest of the players were. Um, do you know, for, for full time... like. The one thing I remember in Summerhill, David Pugh, and I said this before, he'd always say, go and go up to the showgrounds and and no matter what division they're playing at or what, however well they're playing, but go up and just listen to how the players talk. Yeah. You know, because as young lads, I think that's one thing that we young lads probably don't do enough. And he was always saying, like, go up to the showgrounds, listen to how they talk to each other, how they direct each other, you know, how to boss the game in terms of vocally. Mm-hmm. And I think we really lack that as a team, which is surprising. Yeah, yeah I, I, it's hard, very hard to disagree with you, Jerry, on that. Um, I suppose you look through the team, it, it, they are quiet individuals as well, aren't they? You look, Sullivan yeah. seems to be a quiet individual. You know, you go into the midfield, McDonald's a bit of a jack the lad at times, like, but yeah. I don't think he's, he's too vocal on the pitch. Um, Moran, very quiet lad. Callie's, David's even a quiet lad. Yeah. You yeah. know, there's not, and it's not, it's not a criticism of their ending. That's just their character. They're just, they're just quiet yeah. individuals. There's no Danny Ventry there. Yeah, yeah, there's no lads like that that are just. Barking. Yeah, barking. That's why, and I suppose it's, it's a big factor in why everyone took the Bulger so much when he came in as well, because he was that leader on the pitch straight away. Yeah. And giving out the orders. And, you know, you have your, your commander on the pitch that's, you know, that's doing all that organizing for you. Yeah, and you could see that as well, lads. You know, he came on for the last five minutes. Now, obviously, there was only a few there was only a few minutes left in the game, but he did come on and he was vocal and he was kind of pulling the strings and stuff like that. And it was great that because we kind of need we needed someone like that at the time, and it was good that we could bring him in. And I was like, I was glad for him as well because look, you know, he struggled over the last couple of games, and for me, it's not for the want of trying. I think he's nearly trying too hard. Yeah. Um. So I was glad for him um, to come on and just to shore up the the midfield and 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 do what he's really, really good at and you know like I just think he he will in my opinion he will come back to his best he just 
he's that eager and I suppose he's that he is that leader and you know he is that focal and sometimes maybe he puts too much pressure upon himself and I just felt bad some people might agree with me but I felt bad for him coming off at halftime because I think he was really 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 trying and he was really getting annoyed with himself and it just wasn't happening you know so you know you have to take your hat off to a guy like that you know it wasn't for the lack of trying. He he was so frustrated with himself. Like I remember Donald, I was talking to Donald at the time, and we were saying about how he was frustrated, and like and we were saying, is he frustrated with us? Would it would it with himself, or is he frustrated with the team or whatever? And both of us agree that he was frustrated with himself. Mm. And that no, you know, it, goes through that. Yeah, no, definitely. And even when he came on, though, Jerry, like he was, you could see he was trying to drag us up. That you know, because yeah. we were treated, and I know we're. We're jumping all over the game here, so sorry yeah, about yeah. that. But even when Bulger comes on, though, especially he's he's trying to drag us up. We had retreated far too much and yeah. far too early. Yeah. So he when he comes on, he is. And there's one point I think they have a throw, and it's down in, it's nearly at their own corner flag. Yeah. And you can just see it just as they're setting up for it. The camera's on Bulger as well, and he's just he's he's turned around to everyone and he's gesturing everyone up. Pull up, pull up, try and box them in and try and keep the pressure on a little bit and try, let us try and win possession back instead of inviting it on to us again. Because we no. were a little bit critical of him saying that he was sitting too deep. And he was. And the, the yeah, he game. was. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. But like, he did try to change that in Dundalk and he did successfully do that against Finn That's Hart. down to us. Just, like, as far as I'm concerned, that's just down to us. <laughs> just the podcast, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, what about the, the goal... Uh, I don't know who um, it was a nice bit of play to to get the ball up to. I think it's Cawley who puts the ball across the face of goal. It might even have been a save by um, by McGinty or by McGinley uh, that pushes the ball that further across. And then there's a bit of a, a melee. Uh, Regan Donlan blatantly handballs keep on the line, and it. F- I think it does fall down in front of. Uh, I know some people were questioning who actually scored the goal in the end, but it falls down in front of a Sullivan and he just nicks it in. Um, but the, uh, we were just saying before we hit record, it was interesting. Uh, if it didn't go in, would we have seen a red card during a penalty? Is, is that is 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 that's the rule? Yeah, is that or is it is that double jeopardy thing in play now where you can't you can't get a red card and a penalty at the same time for an incident? Is that, is that not for the keepers? The keepers only is it? I think it's only the keepers. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Out, outfield player is you, you will get both. Yeah. But yeah. I think you don't lose the you don't lose the keeper and a yeah. goal scoring opportunity. So it, with Finn Harps down five players going into the game already, uh, potentially losing Regan Donnell and Ollie Horgan would have been delighted with the one 0 win for Sligo Rovers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, possibly. Well, I suppose some of those players are going to be back for the next game. Obviously. Yeah. So um the the second half not, of the... just say that, say that like that's not our problem. That they were down five players. No, not at all. Do you know yeah. sometimes we like make excuses like, oh well, if an average down five players. So what? Like it's not our problem. You can um, only beat what's in front of you. Absolutely. And it's still a good result to come out there one nil. However, we went about it and you know, obviously we 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 could have been better, but we still got the one of the results. Not our problem that they were down five players. Let them piss and moan about it, or whatever the case may be. We got the three points. Look, if Bowles couldn't do the job against them when they were playing against nine men at home. Yeah. So. Yeah. And look, that's what I was kind of worried about is that you're going into the second half of the game. Um, I'm sounding like a bit of a broken record now. Our inability to really control games 
in those circumstances where we're a goal up and you just need to get a foot on the ball, like we, we always seem to be looking for another goal with, you know, five or seven minutes to go when really we should just be able to control, take control of the ball a little bit more, protect the ball a little bit more and just pass it around. You know, I, that's that's my kind of, that was my greatest fear that if Harps are in there with a, with a chance, whether they have 11 players or nine players in the pitch, they're going to go after it. Go, they're going to go after you. And again, we were in that situation where we just couldn't control the game. Yeah. But I suppose if you if you go back to the last uh, couple of pods, and I, I would be one who would have talked about it a, a lot, and I'm only talking about it as a, a football fan, a football fan of Cyber Rovers, in that I suppose when a team is going through a bad patch that you want them to uh, get the sleeves rolled up, get stuck in, win your tackles, win your second balls, um, set the tempo. And in fairness, that's what the team done. Yeah. So you have to give them huge credit for that. I know we didn't control the game. I don't think we're in that headspace at the moment to control the game, um, which is perfectly fine. But we didn't kind of feel sorry for ourselves. And in fairness to the guys that came in, the likes of Blaney, the likes of Cawley, the likes of Paddy Kirk, they brought, they set the tempo and they brought, you know, that bit of blood and guts to it. Um, wasn't fancy, but we got the three points. And that's, as a football fan, you want to see your players get stuck in and you want to see them roll the sleeves up. Especially, obviously you want to see them playing like Brazil, but it's not <laughs> always possible. So we'll take that as a, a good secondary measure. Yeah, no, just on that as well, Like I, th- I think a little bit goes down to the fact we were treated so much goes with Mata coming off as well. I think Mata was pushing yeah. them, pushing their defence back slightly because they were worried about him going in behind into the channels, which he's, he's, which he's excellent at. Mm-hmm. So I think he was a big loss coming off. And that's nothing on Jordan Hamilton, but just Jordan will sit naturally that wee bit deeper and he's looking to ball to feet. He's not looking to chase it in behind. Yeah. He's not looking for balls into the channel. So that suited Harps a little bit more and it allowed them to you know, to push up that little bit higher. And in turn, we just retreated. But I think we need to do find that. We need to find that that mix, as you're saying, Connor, just maybe get that goal a little bit earlier, you know, push a team back a wee bit further. But then you have to have that, as Jerry's pointing to, you know, that blood and guts, that defending, that, that putting your body on the line that you're seeing the likes of Shane Blaney do. Yeah, well, you I think it goes, the balance to it. it goes back to a little bit what uh, Don Oates was saying last week. Even when we're a goal up in the dying minutes of the game, we're still playing the same game that we started playing, you know, at the start of the first half. It's it's it's, it's it seems like the team are still in the kind of same uh, tactical or uh, strategical mentality, like you know. Yeah, um, we do stay at the same pace throughout the ninety minutes, really. Yeah, you know, there, we don't there, really you know, up the tempo that much throughout a game or, you know, go through different spells, whereas you could see some teams will take from maybe the 25th to half time, they'll go all out. Yeah. You know, whereas we don't do that. We we have a pace and we stick to that pace throughout it. And it's not death by football by any means, but, you know, there's, there's a, a Blaine Buckley obviously has a way he likes it to be done. And yeah, that's just the way we, we seem to go about it. Uh, just on another one as well is, I think he has to get a, a wee bit of a highlight is uh, Paddy Kirk. Yeah, he had a bit of a disaster in Dundalk and it could have been easy to shy away and cower away and, you know, the criticism he got, but he, he was fantastic against Harps. I thought he was really, really good. Yeah, I know I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. And um, yeah, it was great to see him get back on the horse um, after what was a, definitely a difficult game from uh, against Dundalk. Um, 
Any other points you want to cover? Did you get chips afterwards, Jerry? Chips? <laughs> yeah. Nah, straight home. Straight We're home. home at five past nine from... Of course, an early uh, kickoff. Yeah. From Bally Buffet. And obviously, we got lost in Cavan, so... I think it was like one o'clock by the time we got home from that. No, that, that was just, just so people work. don't get confused. You didn't get lost in Cavan on your way back from Bally Buffet. You got lost in Cavan oh, on your no. way back from Dundalk. Yeah. No, what, make, make it back. Are, um, we, are we covering the Dundalk again? Did we, are we not on the last podcast? No, no we haven't. No. Jesus, Connor. Right. Um, presenter here. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we're looking. I've had a busy week. Busy <laughs> week. Um, did we win that game? No. <laughs> well, what do we want to say about Dundalk? What it was? It was you were up there again, Jerry. Man, yeah. man on the ground. Another, another tough. Globe trotter. Another tough uh, evening. Yeah. Uh look. I don't know. We started off the game quite well, um, and. Yeah, we started off quite well. We were passing around, looked probably the better team. Um, the formation uh, in terms of uh, what Kina started, who was it up front, Mata and Kina. Yeah, but yeah, they didn't yeah. play as a two, they played as a one and a one. Um, and Kina play, kind of played deeper than Mata, which I was kind of surprised by. Like I would have liked to see the two of them play off each other like as a two rather than a one and a one. Mm. Um, I just thought that was a little bit unusual. And I think... We, I think uh, Keane came off at half time because we were losing the battle for the last 15, 20 minutes of the first half in midfield. We were starting to get overrun. Yeah. Yeah. And when I, the goal. I, I kind of, when he, when he came off, I kind of understood the substitution. I think, yeah. I was like, that's kind of yeah, fair enough. Um, it was almost like we couldn't afford the two luxuries of him and Mata. Yeah. yeah. You know, we like, did have to. We had to sacrifice one to try and like win back that little battle in the midfield, which we never did, unfortunately. We, and we never did. And when Benson went off, uh, I start, I began to get my hopes up a little bit. Um, yeah. And I forget your man's name. who came on for them, uh, Joe Welsh, uh, Joe Adams. Joe Adams. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he did quite well as well. Like you know, I think he he um, he filled in for him very well, and we he maintained if or if he maybe he even increased the the tempo for Dundalk um a little bit uh yeah but it's disappointing because Dundalk are no great shakes either we know that um, no like it's a it's an uncharacteristic mistake from McGinty that hands them the goal yeah like they, they didn't deserve anything before that like yeah. like we were as Jerry was saying we were the better side we weren't amazing but we were the better side you know and if uh, Kena has that chance, I don't. You wouldn't have heard it, Jerry, on commentary. They were banging on about that, like it was a like he missed an open goal. Yeah, you know, it was a difficult, difficult chance to take. You know, yeah. it was a one touch, and he had to try and chip it. Yeah, know, it wasn't oh, yeah, easy. just went over the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. wasn't easy by any means. Yeah. You know, yeah, I don't think we had too many other chances that I can recall off the top of my head. But yeah. you know, we fall behind just McGinty flaps at it. I'm not sure what he's doing. It's so like yeah, but he's stretching. He's, 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 he, he, yeah. he usually he deals with it perfectly like and I would have I would have expected him to just tip that over the bar and I'm sure you know nine times out of ten he does it's just that once yeah um he's just he's probably too far to his left hand post he probably wants to be you know maybe two foot further across towards Hoban so uh, to get it over to be confident to get it over the bar I don't know yeah. but like as he said you couldn't for the performances that he put in, and again the performance in Finn Park, uh, you, you couldn't 
criticise him really unduly. No, no, no. It happens. Like Jesus, you know, it's it's unfortunate, and it probably it. What annoyed me most after that was watching our heads drop. Hmm. That's what that's what annoyed me most. We nearly just automatically lost the game. There was a resignation there and then almost. Oh, it was horrible. And even when they got the second, that was, was, I I couldn't get my head around this at all. We were nearly doing damage, uh, damage limitations at that stage. Like 2-0, it's, it's, you know, it's a famous commentator's uh, saying, you know, it's the most dangerous scoreline in football. Yeah. And when we got the one back, I know there was only a few minutes left, but. They were panicking. Yeah. Yeah. They were were relieved in the end to get the 2-1. Yeah, but even like at that jury, we weren't really pressing to get back. No. In the game. You know, it, it felt like just, all right, lads, just don't get back three or four here. Yeah. You know, which was, I don't know, it, it didn't sit well with me at all. But look, we rode our wrongs in, in Finn Park, thankfully. But, mm. you know, that mentality has to go out of the side. Like, you know, you can't, you can't carry on like that or Jesus Christ, you'll get punished along the way. Yeah. But even, even, even at 2-0, like say going into the last 15 minutes, nothing changed really. You know, you know, let's go maybe three at the back and, and push on. Like having said that, you earned as well to lose by three as two. Um and then definitely when we got the the the, the goal back, you know, we still didn't really throw the kitchen sink at them as much as I thought we would. Like you have nothing to lose. Um one thing I would say about the goal that we did get, and obviously as we know now, it came from a paddy card throwing. Why the fuck aren't we doing that more often? Yeah, he has a throw on him. Make yeah, it, it, it maybe it doesn't fit in with uh, balls. it doesn't fit in with the style of play that the manager wants. The goal you is know, a goal. If you have something in your arsenal, use it. Yeah. Look how many goals uh, Harps get from Ethan Boyle firing balls yeah. into the box. Yeah. He's only in the team to throw the ball because he's useless. Oh, that is brutal. Otherwise, uh, Paddy Kirk has got a better throw than. I was shouting at him during the game to go away and play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Paddy Kirk has got a better throw than uh, your man the McCabe that we had a couple of years ago. Remember, what was his oh, name? Reece McCabe, Reece yeah. McCabe, who thought he could throw a ball. He the <laughs> fucking what? Like, and I'm him, him marching up to the sideline, up to the dead ball line. Like, I led the ball, I led the ball. I'm going to throw it 15 yards here. You know. Yeah, he, but he's he like the young fella in the playground that wants to take all the free kicks and all the throws <laughs> and all that. He taught a lot about himself, so he didn't. One child. Yeah. Uh, what about the um, the second goal for uh, for Dundalk? Uh, Pineacker kind of gets caught. Uh, he's he's trying to I don't know what he's trying to do really. Um, and then there's the back four all over the shop at that stage. With the back two are all over the shop at that stage. Even it, Paddy, even Paddy Kirk in that one as well. Like he's lost for the first one for the cross. He's standing beside Pineacker for the first one when he should be out defending his area. Yeah, uh, for the second one as well. Uh, Oh, who is it that glances the strolls by the place to pass in the first place? It might have been Joe Adams, was it? I think it was Adams actually, but he just he just uh, glides by Kirk. Kirk could stick a foot out, just nick the ball away from him, and he kind of just backs off and just throws up his hands and lets him fly in yeah. and play the pass like it's good finish. It, was, it wasn't it? good enough all round, so it wasn't. But look, there you go. Yeah, look. My takeaway from it is that the disappointing thing about it is that Dundalk's are, Dundalk are no great shakes at all. And what's I mean, what's the difference in the league now at the moment? Uh, we're all on eleven. Uh, there's a point in it. We're in fourth place on sixteen points. Uh, they're on fifteen. Uh, Pathra ahead of us on seventeen. So like, 
Yeah. And like you could be Shelburne in eighth place around 12 points. There's nothing in it all over the, from top to bottom really like, you know. It's one thing I think we need to take away from the last few games as well though is, and I could be completely pissing into the wind here, but I think we have to find a way of getting Aidan Keena and Max Mata into the team together. And make it, and on top, getting Jordan Hamilton in there as well behind them somewhere. I think you have three amazing That's attacking dream, players. It? Yeah, Jerry. But you see, the thing for me is there's teams. Right, call a spade a spade. If the best team in the league, Shamrock Rovers, screaming out for a goal scorer. Yeah, a number yeah. nine. We have two of them. Yeah. yeah, and that's look. We've been going through this shitty. Can yep. we just end it now, please? <laughs> 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 we're done we're done He's, you're 100% right we've got two goal scorers in the team yeah we're not playing but, but it but, comes it, down to midfield though doesn't it it comes it, down to it does it does Connor. it does I agree with you but I what I've just what I've been noticing is in this level it's not, it's not a miraculous fucking thing to come across here like through this shitty run like Max Matter has picked up goals Aidan Keenan has already got a bucket load of goals off scraps he, off scraps Jerry no. Like if you look, sorry, just one second. If you yeah. look at our goals to chances ratio, right? What is it? XT? Your XG, yeah. yeah. Or whatever the hell it is, right? Ours must be, must be phenomenal. Yeah, it would be because, you know, even I think, what did I have throughout the Shells, Shells, Bows, and UCD game? We only had 13 shots on target throughout <clears> those three home games. Like that was, that's wicked. Yeah. You know, but throughout that, we've, where we scored a few goals. Mm. But we have to try and find a way of getting these into the team. And I think you, if you get Jordan Hamilton in behind those two, I genuinely, I think you could, you could blow teams away. Yeah. I really do believe it. It's, but it's hard because, because we know Liam sticks to that same formation all the time and he loves to have wingers. Yeah, the chances are we'll never see it. But the wingers aren't... The wingers... Like, what have the wingers created, though? Not that our wingers haven't produced anything this season. Uh, I would disagree with that. No, against Hearts. Uh, against Hearts, well, one of them got a goal. Ah, come on. Well, he scored the goal. I, I know. I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to downplay him here or anything like that. I'm not I think that's to be... our, that was our weak uh, spot. Against... Look, in, in the opening five games of the season, nobody was criticizing Fitzgerald. Well, at the moment now, what have they done? The five games are gone, but what have they done the last two or three? Well, one of them scored a goal in the last game. <laughs> I don't think that Connor, we definitely lacked. We definitely around, lacked weight. Yeah, we, well, we did. We did. Yeah, we lacked. All, all around, I don't think they've produced enough in our overall play. Granted, even Fitzgerald has come up with a few good goals, and yeah. I think he has a couple of assists. Look at look at Damien Duff put five across the back, and, and, that, and, and we were snooker breeding. We dropped the last day, and in my opinion, he was much better than O'Sullivan, and O'Sullivan stayed on. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. So. I scored though. Yeah, <laughs> but I could you could see, I could he's, see Buckley's thinking. If, I could think. Uh, I can see Buckley's thinking in keeping O'Sullivan on the pitch for Harps. I think, especially yeah. with his work rate and his determination. Former club, an ex club, former club. Yeah, well, a little bit of that. I don't buy yeah. too much into that. Um, he hates Tony Gold O'Sullivan. Is he? Oh, hates he them. hates them. Yeah, that's, that's a well-known fact. Yeah. Slash not fact. <laughs> But uh, you know, I could see why he was kept in the team, and and rightfully so. You know, you do need that work rate up in Finn Park. 
Right. Okay. Look, at, uh, we're we're, we're going to get a shout in the shed end. In we're going to give away a little bit of beer after this, and um, we'll have a quick sh- chat about uh, Drada on Saturday. Uh, so here's your shout in the shed end. Get them into 0858159767, or you can send them into podcast at borst.ie. Uh, first up, we've got Aaron from Oscommon, and after that, it's the bold Sean from America. Well, lads, Aaron in Roscommon here. That's what I like to see from the Rovers this evening. Much hard fought victory, grinded out the results, 1-0. It's what we've been missing the last couple of games, a bit of fight, a bit of spirit, and hopefully now that will kind of put the end to the bad run and hopefully we can kind of bring a bit of consistency back into the game. A couple of tough games now, draw that home, won't be easy. Shams then after that, so hopefully we can drive on and kick on now after that. Uh, Toss, Collie played really well, Sullivan, just basically the whole team tried a lot harder and that's all as us fans want to see and it's something that was missing and I think as fans we were rightfully annoyed and frustrated that we haven't seen that in the last couple of games, so that's all we can look for and hopefully we can just uh, kick on for a much better season and performances in the future. Up the rowers and well done on the pod, lads. Keep up the good work. This is Sean from America. Uh, Dundalk, and not much to say. I can say, for me, it was uh, Ed McGinty's worst game. Um, only thing positive I can really say about that was that they uh, came up with this uh, long throw-in and we started using that, which look, looks like it's uh, something else we can use going into the future. Um, luckily, we got a goal off of it, so that was good. Uh, about the only other good thing I can say about the whole weekend was uh, the women's team got their uh, well-deserved first win at home. Uh, took, the, took their goals really well, and uh, hopefully the men's team can... Uh, use that as an example and take that and do the same uh, next week. Uh, on the Monday, uh, Harps, we got the win, um, which we should anyway because Harps are awful. Uh, they got nothing going forward, um, but we still don't look all that well, even against them. Uh, for large parts of that game, I thought Ollie Horgan was managing our team. How do we out Finn Harp Finn Harps for and and I mean how how do you go, how do you play a game against Finn Harps and they play more football than you? I, I don't understand it. Why we keep going to the to lob it up front and it doesn't work all game when when we played through on the ground. And out wide, it worked a treat. And that's how we got our goal. But we continue with the kick it from the back all the way to the front. And, and then it comes right back at us. But like I said, we got the win. That's the most important thing. Uh, carry on in the next next weekend at home. Hopefully we can do the same thing against Strata. And uh, up the Rovers. There were your shouts in the shed end, and the number one more time is 085-815-9767. WhatsApp us a quick voice note uh, after the draw the game with your thoughts on how things unfolded. 
and um, we'll get them up on the next podcast. So um, uh, we were, uh, were we out Finn Harps by Finn Harps, as Sean from America had suggested? Or did we, did, did we, did we... Uh, I'm not did, going, what does that even no, no, mean? <laughs> I, I've got that wrong. Did we, did we out Finn Harps against Finn Harps? In, no. Uh, no. No. We no. Had, like, come on, let's be honest. We hung on for our <laughs> lives in the last few minutes against Harps. But it had to be done. Yeah. And um, also Sean mentions, and he is correct to do so. Um, the women picked up their first... Uh, home victory of the season. Uh, they went to goal down to Treaty United, um, but uh, they pulled uh, they pulled things back. Uh, they finished three one. Two excellent goals. Uh, did you see them? Free kicks from oh, free, free kick kicks from Ethan Brennan. Yeah, Ethan uh, Brennan's free kicks sensational. Yeah, um, get them on YouTube if you haven't seen them. They're definitely worth checking out. Um, and Emma Darty, Republic of Ireland under nineteen international. Uh, got the other goal, and um, he's fast becoming my favorite Sligo Rovers player. Yeah, and I think there's a bit of noise being made about her now as well. Yeah, um, men or women, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be first of the female players to go across the water, isn't she? Yeah, and I, I think I think the worry is that she she could be gone sooner rather than later, and we don't get the full benefit of her. Well, like regardless, I think it's regardless about the finance. Any like, there's no, there'll be no financial benefits. But oh no, but I mean on the pitch. Exactly. Sorry, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, we don't get the best of her just yet. Like, yeah, like gone before we see it. You'd want to, um, you'd want to try and hold on to your better players for, um, for some kind of protracted period of time, so you can build a team and that we get to see them play, um, you know, instead of them lighting the place up and then disappearing. I suppose she, one thing if, about it is, though, it just shows you the how important the platform is uh, of Sligo Rovers for women's football. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, but, but, yeah, it's a, if she does go across the water even this soon, like it's going to be a huge pulling point for signing future players. Yeah, absolutely. A, any any younger girls coming through, we're going to see. Well, Jesus, she was only there a couple of months. They'd only set up, and she was already across. Granted, she be she's an unbelievable player. Yeah, and, and fair place that likes to of hearts and all that. But obviously, you know, and they're an unbelievable setup up there. Um, and I've been up there. Um, Too pissed you haven't been to Jerry. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, obviously, look, Lee Farns. Jerry's nice like football. Cork Tom, he's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> We're best buds. <laughs> Don't tell Magoo. <laughs> but I, I think Emma Darty's traveling up and down from Donegal, you know, a couple of times a week. And like, she's, she's not in Sligo. She's, she's, she's I think she's at the IT now, Connor. All oh, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that win leaves um, Steve Feeney's team in fourth place after six games with nine points, uh, which, all things considered, is uh, a really, really strong start to their inaugural season. Um, and, you know, uh, a huge uh, credit for Steve and the girls as well, because I've heard an awful lot of the players. You see them on social media, and they're speaking of the bond within the squad. Yeah. Yeah. For a team, yeah, for a team that's only set up after a couple of months to have that bond already. That unity, that's special. So that's that alone is going to take them through games at times where things might be getting tough for them, you know, against the better sides than that. So, you know, for them to ve- develop that, that's a huge credit to Steve and his coaching staff and all the players there as well. Yeah, and they were also without Kirsten Sample, sample for that game as well, who I guess is their number one keeper. 
she was under she was in duty with the Republic of Ireland uh, under 16s I think on uh, not as a player obviously <laughs> but uh, uh, in a coaching capacity I think Kirsten uh, would be probably one of the best goalkeepers in the league wouldn't she yeah, I, I would say so yeah yeah um, so I was experience. saying before like we have the best two goalkeepers in the league in the Women's National League and in the the League of Ireland I, Amy Mahan is it, are you saying Amy Mahan is the other one huh is Amy Mahan the no, oh, sorry, sorry, to... sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, Amy Mahan did step in for uh, Kirsten against uh, Treaty and um, put in a top class performance as well. Yeah. So, and we have the and we have the best goalkeeper in the Northern Ireland League as well. Oh ah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good point. Uh, okay, let's give away some beer. Uh, so maybe we should set up a GA team. <laughs> we're unbelievable we're hard, Fif- not 15 goalkeepers <laughs> as far as I'm concerned yeah. <laughs> Paul Cook is apparently uh, managing this could they say yeah. <laughs> I could manage anything for a few pounds yeah uh, what was I going to do oh yeah we're going to give away some beer so uh, the booze uh, the White Hag case of the White Hag clan that we're giving away uh, for the Dundalk game, I'm right in saying, yeah, uh, goes to uh, Dave McGee, contributor to the pod, and uh, uh, Donna Oates, right? And uh, forgetting well, the score. The gone off when they get it. <laughs> yeah. Predicting the loss. Forgetting the score, right, uh, against Finn Harps. The other person in that, Connor, was David Lynott that got the 1 0, but he didn't win. So tough luck. Tough, yeah. tough cheese line out. But but he's a former winner. So yeah. they're all so they're all winners. And um the other case uh, is going to uh Jason Murta for predicting the one-nil victory against Finn Harps. One nil away victory. So uh we'll briefly look ahead to Saturday in the show in the showgrounds home game. It is a home game, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh it's not, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tricky one. Uh, Sean Dunn had some stats on uh, the amount of losses that Dundalk have had in the last five or six games. How many? Adrada. They haven't lost in six. Yeah. Hmm. So they haven't. I don't think they've. No, they haven't lost since us. I think we were we their last defeat. I could be wrong. Really on that. Three points behind us as well, aren't they? Yeah, but they haven't lost in six anyway. So. You know, there's going to be a very, very difficult game. They seem to have bedded in together now as well because they did have a lot of, a lot of players exiting, a lot of their better players from last season. So Doherty has obviously struck up a relationship now with on the pitch. So he has he's got his players taken in the, in the right order. So I'm not looking forward to him coming down here to be honest with you. And I don't think he'll go with a, a back three against us this time round. Yeah. So their last uh, number of games. We bet them, and then they were beaten two 0 by uh, by Derry in Derry, Sorry. and uh, they beat Dundalk at home. They drew with Pats away. They drew with Harps. They drew with Bulls at home. Uh, they beat UCD away, and they drew with Derry on uh, on Monday night. One thing I'd say about them, Connor, as well, over those games, a lot of those games they've actually fallen behind, and they've come back. They, they also have a lot of character about the squad. Yeah. And um, yeah, look at um, 
And they're not going to have Georgie pointing as a flying wing back this time if they don't go with three at the back as well. So that's that's a pity. Disappointment. Yeah, major disappointment. So what, what are we expecting setup wise from uh, are they are they going to try and play football against us or are they going to shut up shop? I don't think they'll shut up shop completely. There is a certain amount of football because judging by the reports from the last few games, they've, they've impressed. They've been good. Like It hasn't just been a dogged performance to get them through a game. Hmm. They had have, they've had flashes of football within them. But I don't know, have they continued with the with the 3-5-2, whichever way they've set up there, or have they swapped to a back four after we exposed it? You know, I can't, but I just can't imagine them playing that same way against us. I suppose, I suppose the one thing, lads, is that, look, we're the home team, it's up to us to, to break mm-hmm. them down. Um, they're going to sit in uh, and try and hit us, on, hit us on the break. And if, I suppose if we don't know that by now, well, you know, we might as not well be playing football, you know, as a team or a club. I think, yeah, I, th- I think the biggest um, worry, or, well, not a really worry, but the most intriguing thing for us is what our selection is going to be. Does Shane Blady stay put? I, th- I think he'll have to, yeah. Uh, uh, have to, you couldn't. You, look, if you drop Shane Blady, you might as well just get a pin and stick it in the, the team station and pick whoever. Because if after that performance that Blaney put in against Harps, if you drop him, well, just, the lad might as well give up football. Yeah, 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 it's a serious knock to his confidence, you know, because he has clearly played very well. I'm not, I'm not sure, was Buckley taken out of the team due to a knock or was it just down to the fact he hadn't been up to him? See, the thing is that, like, he set such a high standard. Like, he's been, he's been unnatural for nearly three years now. Ah, oh, yeah. Look, everybody goes through a bad patch. So, you? like, he was due. Yeah, he's due a couple of bad games. But at the same if time you, as well. But, but also, having said that, if you don't draw players, if they have, like, okay, everybody deserves to one or two. But if you have two, three games and you're not playing well, as a player, look, you expect to be dropped. Um, yeah. If you're not dropped, you kind of lose maybe a little, res- little bit of respect. Uh, the player, as in the player, if, if I played three games badly in a row, right, and I wasn't dropped, I'd well, do you know what? Fuck this. Sure. It doesn't really matter. Oh, yeah. And you lose your motivation. Yeah. 100%. And then the guy that comes in and replaces me, and he does well, well, then if he's dropped, well, then you again, you lose that element yeah. of respect. And, you know, it's, 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 that's just, it's sport. And that's the way it should be, like, you know? Yeah. And if, if he's not playing, I would imagine it'll be the same back four, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be very disappointed if it wasn't. Yeah, I think, uh, and I think for a game like this as well, I think it needs to be the same back four. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we're start we because of our lull. I think we need to s- set a foundation in place again to you know build us back into that play again where we were a wee bit more free flowing like we were at the start of the season. And you know, there's a solid foundation there with the likes of Horgan and even Kirk at full backs. You know, Blaney and Pinack are in the centre halves. You know, obviously with McGinty behind them. I, it's strong, it's solid, it's there's not too many mistakes in there, you know, they're not gung-ho. Like obviously with Banks at right full, he's he's more inclined to get it to get further forward and stuff, where Horgan is very settled as a fullback. Like a huge, if if you're to take a positive from the Finn Harps uh, win, and a huge positive for me is that Laney came in, right? Pretty much hasn't played football on in a long time and was was, you know, you wouldn't have known it. Um so he got a, a, a full game under his belt. Callie got a full game under his belt, or maybe it might have come off in the last couple of minutes, and I can't remember. 
but, came out for Bulger, I think. Yeah, Bulger probably came out. Yeah, in the last five, ten minutes, whatever it was. Um, Three or four minutes to play. Yeah. Um, but that's like so. Collie's got a practically a full game under his belt. Blaney's got a full game under his belt, and we won the game. So we've got minutes in legs for lads. So whether you know if Blaney's out in a game or two time, and he's needed to come back in again. It's not like it's going to be his first game. And likewise with Cauley. So everybody in the squad now has a lot of minutes in their legs. And I think that is a huge positive for us going forward in that everybody's got good game time now. Obviously, the only one that you'd be a bit disappointed about when we talk about that, that again, is, is Kyo. But, mm. you know, so that for me, though, the last year was a huge positive. to get And Kirk came back in as well, but he's already played games. But to get lads into the team that haven't played a lot of football, to win the game, minutes and legs, Gains confidence, builds a better squad. That's that's a positive going forward. It can only yeah, yeah. be. Yeah, look at on the Shamey Kyo thing. You couldn't have played. You couldn't have played him in in Finn Fem- Park. Just oh, it's a waste no. of time, I think. No, but I think we'd like to see him uh, on Saturday against uh, Draw. I think he needs to get a, a fair crack at a whiff. To be honest with you, I, I don't think he's got enough. And when he has come on, he's been positive and everything he's done. I think he's been impressive. Yeah, you so, think well, lads? You know. Um, just actually thinking about it now, you know, we'll say, for instance, if we did go to a back three, okay, would Jamie, could he play right wing back? You know, he's played right back for the Republic of Ireland and Southampton. It gives you, it's just another option. Or if you go forward back, could he play right side in the field? I don't know enough and I haven't seen enough of him, unfortunately. But from what I have seen of him, he looks like the type of player that is technically very, very good. Very good on the ball, retains it, doesn't give it away. You know, why couldn't he play right side? Right, what a right wing back uh, as he's done right back uh, for Ireland. So maybe that's another option, and that's a way of getting him into the team, just like what we were saying with the front three. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have talented players, and we do have a lot of options, Jerry, to change yeah. it up tactically. Um, it's just whether Liam does it or not, I suppose. Yeah, but it's, un- it's, it's, <laughs> it's unlikely he's going to go through at the back. <laughs> yeah, but that's that unfortunately said... it is, but like even for the midfield now on Saturday night, like. You know, it'll be interesting to see what does he go with the same three. I'd like to see the same three come back in. In the middle of the park. Yeah. More and Colley and McDonald. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think is, until is it asking too fully, much? until Bulger's fully fit and you'll you'll you're gonna see how fit Bulger is over the next coming games by how many minutes Buckley gives him. You know, you'll see if he comes on now, say against Grahada on the sixtieth minute, he gets a half an hour or whatever. You can be nearly guaranteed that he's going to be ready for Shams. Yeah. If he's not, if he's not, if he's only getting ten minutes here, or there, he's he's going to be another wee bit away yet. I'd say to full fitness, getting back to what we expect from Greg. Like, and then yeah. up top, obviously, I don't know if Matt is injured or not. What that was in harms, yeah. you know, Keena will be coming back in hopefully. Yeah, and Keena, uh, oh, I was Keena and Matt at the last time we were up in uh, United Park when they. No, Hamilton and Kena, it was Hamilton and Matt. Oh, sorry, Hamilton and Matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I'm would be sure. nice, though. It would be nice if we got more information from the club in terms of injuries and what's happening. Um, yeah, because it's only the pre match you get, Jerry, the yeah. day before, and you still, and even at that, they don't really tell you who's injured or not. It's always will be assessed before the game. Yeah, I, I don't see how it benefits or uh, any the team that we're playing if Matt is out or like. They're not stupid either. Like, you know, there's this small league where it goes around. If he's injured, the other team are going to know. 
Mm. Um, and I just would like it to make our, I suppose that's where we kind of fill a bit of a void as well in that, you know, it's a bit of content for supporters. Uh, I've seen him walking over a huge bridge here this morning. I should have asked Matta. Yeah. <laughs> didn't you? Drop, drop the ball, Connor. Matta! What's the story? <laughs> it's this fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you think? Will, will O'Sullivan come back in or does he stick with Byrne? Or not O'Sullivan, Fitzgerald? I think Fitzgerald will come back in. Uh, I, think he sh- I think he should stick with... Uh, I, w- I would play Burn again. Uh, I play Burn, yeah. Because it's not a lot he could have, no more than like I'm using the same argument for not playing Shamey Kyo in Finn Harp or in Finn Park as, um, you know, as it was difficult, it was a difficult surface for Burn to do ending on really as well. Like, so I, I play him again. Could, could Burn not play on the right side and Fitzgerald on the left? Yeah, could do that. I just Burn always have to play on the left to cut inside. He, he doesn't always play on the left. Does he not? Not always. I've played a few games on the right, in fairness. But there's yeah. another one I've I thought as well is for Shane Michelle is you know, could, could he possibly play on the wings as well, but even play on, on the left side and cutting in on his right foot. Because he's he's so direct. It's quick and direct, isn't he? Yeah. Okay, we'll draw a line under lads. Yeah. Uh we'll get our uh, we've got our beer score cast up nice and early. Uh, might even put it out on Friday. Um, yeah. Because uh, I'm actually away on Saturday. <clears throat> so I'll forget. I got a text message saying, uh, what's the story with the beer score cast? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But look, at um, it's getting good response. And um, thanks to everybody who does put the their entries in. And uh, thank you to uh, the White Hag for their continued support. Um, on that note, look, at I mean... It would be reasonably hopeful as well against um, against uh, Drada on on Saturday night. So here's hoping um, we can start to build something on the back of the one 0 victory in uh, in Donegal. Sean, thanks a million. Cheers, Connor. Jerry, thank you. Thanks, Connor. And just to say as well, before we finish up, uh, I think next week, the middle of next week, we could be expecting a little bit of um, audio visual uh, Sligo Rovers related pleasure. Um, yeah. Do you, are you nodding? Do you know what I'm talking about? I'll have to tell you uh, after we start recording. Okay, good luck. We will never forget this day.